0: This episode of the Bayou Dragons podcast is proudly brought to you by Dragon Industrial Rap.
1: Fuse. Ready for any project, no matter how big or how small. Dragon Industrial Rap. And we are back. Episode 46 of the Bayou Dragons podcast. It has been a little while, but it's me which I am. My name is Porter May. I'm with Mitch McCall and Ryan Warhola. I'm not going to say special guest anymore just because <laughs> you've been on eight, nine times. You've got recognized this week. You signed your first You Dragon I autograph. I did. I did. Felt like, very
2: good about that.
1: Dude, that was so great. I just got a random phone call from Ryan, which me and Ryan talk a lot, but he was like, man, sign my first autograph today.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was funny. The kid was so excited. I'm like, I'm a nobody, but... I'll sure sign your hat for you.
1: That's how I feel about every time I do, like we do sign hats. It's like, I'm just a guy. But you know what? If you want it, I'll do it. Fuck That's it. pretty yeah. cool.
0: But we have been pretty dang busy. Uh, we haven't done an episode in a while, but hunting season's kicked off, and we've been hunting a lot. Pretty much every opportunity we get, we've been been out there chasing birds, and we've been doing pretty good. We've had a great first split, did a – little trip up north and have some great stories on that, and I'm ready to jump into them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the, so after teal season, I think we had Brian right in the our last podcast. We had Brian, and it was in the split. Like, we'd already had a teal season. We talked about that. We had a great teal season. Hunted a couple different places, hunting with Ryan out at Pipkin and smashed ass. Um, but we didn't hunt big duck season down here until we got back. From up north, we um, drove up to Canada and smashed on the maillards and the Canada geese. We yep. had a great time. Awesome time. And that was the first time pulling the trailer. I will say this,
0: though, man. That trailer, um, last year we pulled a different one. This year we pulled ours. Going down them dirt roads, man, that trailer was letting a bunch of that dust in and just well, getting a bunch of our shit in
1: the back. Dusty. There is a... I didn't know there's a cl- – you can close those little ports. Mm. I got you. Like, we should have had them closed. I didn't know that they're open. We haven't drove on any dirt Yuck. with it yet. Because we, we took that thing in the fields, you know. But those damn – those little air ports keep it from, like, getting pressed up inside of there when it gets real hot. But when it's cold, it's not really a big deal. Yeah. Which it really wasn't cold up there this year. I mean,
0: I mean, shit, last year – Porter was saying, um, I think the average temperature was in the negatives, but one day Porter was like, dude, it was like 70 degrees colder. 72. 72 last degrees day. colder wow.
1: to the date.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, we were looking at 50s, most of the time on average, probably 30s to 50 degree temperatures up there this year, which was a complete different story yeah. you know, than last year.
1: It it hurt. Um, so when we got there this year, the the main thing I noticed, which was – crazy was so much corn and that little town we usually hunt is kind of split up between wheat, alfalfa, corn, sugar beets.
2: Sugar beets. Yeah, that used to be. You see mountains of sugar beets up there.
1: Not a single sugar beet field.
0: It was wow. all either just corn
1: or dirt. Dirt. Like wow. they already tilled it, like and tilled wow. like cut tilled so there was nothing. And I'm talking corn Four miles mm, but it yeah. was uncut corn it was full grown stock corn so that like as soon as we got there we like fuck this is kind of a problem yeah just with when you have 85 miles square miles of just corn the sugar beet not having any sugar beets really hurt us yeah
2: because usually you have a lot more sugar beet than anything right yes. when they like
1: a um a plant up there or yes something there's like? a, a a sugar factory up there yeah closed down
2: Oh, okay.
1: That's the whole thing. They, it closed down, so they stopped doing sugar beets.
2: I mean, I remember the first time I went through that area, and I saw those big mounds of beets, and I was like, what the hell is that? And Kobe's like, that's sugar beets. Yeah. And they, they let them sit like that because it's so cold up here. They just sit there, and they're fine, and then they refine them as they, as they go.
1: Yeah. the Like, I didn't know what it was the first time I went up three years ago. Those 18-wheelers, they have them piled up. It looks like dirt. Yeah, just, just little dirt clods. Mm-hmm. Little dirt clods. I'm like, why are they fucking hauling out? Just yeah. look like muddy rocks. And they're like, no, wow. oh, there's a beets. No, the sugar plant shut down, which sucks for that community. They lost a lot of, that was like their main source yeah. of like income. So everybody just swapped over. They're like, well, and from what I get, I talked to some of the farmers, like the sugar beets, they would do corn. Or wheat, and then the next year they would do sugar beet. Sugar beet, yeah. You put nitrogen and all that shit back in the soil, like in the soil, because it's, you know, grown in the ground, the whole deal. But they didn't have it. So everybody this year just planted corn. And Mm. I was like,
0: fuck. Yeah, that was pretty much it up there. It was all corn.
1: And it was, but it was either like, and we just hit it. We had a great time. We'll get into talking about the birds we did shoot, but we just hit it at the wrong time, though. We'd have been up there a week later. It would have been twenty degrees colder, and people were starting to cut their corn, and or either till up the little stalks of it. So yeah, it would have been a lot easier to hunt.
0: And most of the birds that we did hunt up there were in that, like in that cut corn. They were in there pretty thick too. But uh yeah, most of them, most of the fields were just unharvested, and it was like, man, you got all this corn. You need to harvest
1: that corn at some point. You would think, <laughs> yeah. but uh I don't well, know. I guess they they know better. Johnsland. Johnsland, our number, our key guy that we always get, like our first guy we get permission on, because he has six, seven hundred acres of land right on the river. He always just says, "Yeah, go ahead, you can do whatever." We shoot pheasant, we shoot geese, ducks, whatever. But he started harvesting the day before we left, mm. and I'm talking harvesting. He had five hundred acres of corn that yeah. he was harvesting, and I was like, "This place would be a." fucking madhouse because he had a roost of like 1500 geese i'm talking on his property mm. and we never got to hunt his property really except because, for pheasant yeah. yeah it was six foot tall fucking corn stuff. yeah and he's like well y'all came a little early this year i'm like but she's an old he's like 80 years old so he goes on yeah. his own pace yeah no doubt but there's a lot of
2: i think their harvest up there though is dependent on when it starts getting cold, you know?
1: And it wasn't cold. Yeah. They only had one cold front.
2: Yeah, they they just let it go until it gets that cold snap, and they're like, okay, we're done.
1: Yeah, we can we can harvest it now, I guess. And I guess up there, like like you're saying, it, if it don't get soup, stupid cold, I guess everything stays fresh. Yeah. Like, you know, if it stays like 40, 30 degrees. So, yeah, it's
2: like a friggin' refrigerator. Yeah. I they're mean.
1: just, okay, we'll harvest this shit whenever we get yeah. to it. So, there was a lot of, I'm talking miles of uncut mm. corn, and it was a problem. And The geese don't fly in it, Well, there would be random spots that are cut, you know, that we couldn't see. Like, scouting yeah. was a lot harder because there's a lot of properties that, you know, there's mm-hmm. uncut corn at the front. Well, uh, Another but, key thing, though,
2: is you didn't have a freeze, so you didn't have all the ponds, all the roosts weren't frozen Yeah, that concentrated everything to the river. Yep. Once they concentrate to the river, it's a lot easier to hunt them because every yep. bird in the country is in the river.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. No, because so. we, we pulled up to a little pheasant hole that we have on some uh BLM stuff. And uh like one day there, I counted 58 geese just chilling mm-hmm. on this little pond that we hunt pheasant by. I'm like last year there was three foot of ice over there. You yeah, could have yeah. ice skated. Yeah, exactly. they were definitely scattered this year. A lot. It was a, a whole different year. Definitely learned a lot. We had to scout a little bit harder. last, Like you said, last year, everything was concentrated in one spot. Yeah, There was only three cornfields, so Mm -hmm. we locked those down, and we had fantastic hunts every year, or every day. Yeah, But I did notice, like, last year, and I don't know if maybe the snow had to do something with it, and this might be something that someone from up north might know better than me, but, like, in the snow, there was, like, we had three or four great hunts in, like, alfalfa. Yeah. And when it was warm while we're up there there wasn't a goose on an alfalfa field well, at all.
2: So it, it's no different than here. Think about snow geese here and speckled here. When do they hit the rye grass in the winter week? January, February. Yeah. So it's it's a cold hardy nutrient for them to get on. That plant grows in cold weather, so it's that's what they move to when
1: it gets cold. Maybe so. Yeah. I mean, I mean that sounds very good i just last year it was like it was like we we're looking for alfalfa yeah because there wasn't that much corn but like there was quite a bit of alfalfa like that whole that same field we hunted was all alfalfa mm-hmm. again this year and i never saw a single goose on it you know it yeah like, they're all on the corn but i mean maybe when, that
2: yeah when they get cold they're looking for that really hardy nutrient because they're they're got to keep their bodies warm
1: i guess that corn really don't do it that's just an easy fucking snack yeah yeah Just picking away. Mm -hmm.
0: There were a lot more
1: ducks flying around this year, though. Because it wasn't frozen, I guess. They still were chilling.
2: And that makes me very excited because the hunts that we've had, well, you had one Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, Mitch and I and and Matt hunted. There's a lot of birds here, and it's not even frozen up north yet. Yeah. So, just wait.
1: It's been stupid this year. I will say this has been a solid year. And in the last couple of years have been – You know, it's been kind of hit or miss almost every time you hunt, but Mm. not this year so far for the whole first split, I will say it was a banger every single hunt I've had. This is the best
0: first split I've had in Southeast Texas in the past probably five or six years of hunting.
2: if y'all remember, we had this podcast at Pipkin's, and I said if this drought holds, it's it's going to be a banger. Yeah. And And look at it.
1: It did hold. And And it's a banger. It's been stupid. Stupid, stupid. Yeah. Like, so – We'll we'll get to how stupid it's been down here, but so the Montana uh, Canada trip, we got up there, scouted, found what we needed, got permission, had a few good hunts, but the whole time when we started there, there's this little hotel that we stay out every time. Well, there's a fucking hockey tournament going on, <laughs> like in the town that we're at. So th- like the hotel, there wasn't a room to spare. Like it was the Parking lots packed, everything. Kids running around everywhere. It's a yeah. younger
0: deal, like a bunch of, uh, I guess, like middle school age children running around. Yeah,
1: running around. It's, I'm talking the whole town is packed. So we're like, like shit, man. This is uh, different. There's a lot of people on the roads, everything like that. But So we go do our first hunt, successful hunt. Like nothing crazy, but I think we shot a four-man limit of geese uh, out of five. So not, not bad. It wasn't like, you know, wasn't the start of like last year where we shot like six man right off the rip, but it was like, right. it was like good hunt, you know? So we, we always clean birds at the beginning so we can eat on them. Mm-hmm. Like we don't do the, the transport yet. Yeah. Like we, we breast out birds cause we're about to eat these things, you know? So we breast out some geese and we have a mutual deal. I've stayed at the same hotel now for three years. The dude that runs it, the manager's cool as shit. Yeah. He knows we hunt. We get the hunter discount, and we throw the geese away in the dumpster. Yeah. And he's like, it's cool. Because it doesn't smell. It gets taken out every day. You know, blah, blah, blah. It's cool as shit. Well, we're getting DMs. Day one, we're getting DMs of, it was actually Tanner carrying geese to the like the carcass of the geese, too. Yeah. The,
0: you got the kids and the the parents of the kids in the hotel rooms facing the rear parking lot, and we're out in the back, you know, cleaning our birds and, you know, disposing of them. And they're videoing and shit and messaging us. Game wardens have been called, throwing whole geese in the trash. No, they're cleaned, dumbass. We've cleaned these birds, yeah. disposing of them. And uh, it's just a big ordeal. So they call uh, – I guess the wardens got quite a few complaints on that. So they came to the hotel – Checked everything out. We weren't there. Um, looked through the trash. Everything was cool. And then, Porter, if you want to resume the story. Yeah.
1: So, th- on their side of it, they were... they Day one, they said they got a phone call as soon as we got into town with our trailer. Like, from local law enforcement. Just saying, yeah. hey, letting y'all know there's some guys up here. You know? So, it's like, first yeah. off, what the fuck? Yeah. But, like... So they, they're they like, we we knew when y'all rolled into town. Y'all have a nice trailer. It's flashy. It's fancy. You know. Small town. Small yeah. town. Very yeah. small town. So I was like, look, I get it. Any publicity is usually good publicity, but not when you're trying to. Not with the game wardens. But, yeah. but he was like, he's. And the only reason I know this is because he told me personally. There was a whole sting operation going on us day one. He wow. was coming and checking our birds. Yeah. Every afternoon, checking the birds. Like, he did it three days in a row. Like, checking the birds in the trash can, blah, blah, blah. I was, without our knowing, he was going at night. Yeah. And then, uh, was it day four or five? I we, think yeah, it was. We had a banger hunt. Fantastic hunt. Smashed the mallards, smashed the geese, like, and corn stubble, just... It did it right. That was the first day I looked at Tanner and said, "This is how it's supposed to be up here." Yeah, like we've been, everything was just, <clears throat> yeah, Cupped up. We uh we finally just called it. Like we shot our little, we shot our limit of geese and then shot almost our limit of ducks and we're just like, let's go eat. Yeah, there's a little local place over there that I. Would die for their French toast. It is fantastic. I got the French toast, eggs, bacon every single day. What is the name of the place? I'll tell you after. I don't want to. I don't want to. People. I, the reason I asked is I probably have ate there. I guarantee. If you've been there, you have it. <laughs> yeah. Does it there. start with an S? Yes. Okay. Yes. Top notch. It's yeah. top notch. I just don't want people to start, and not even for me, like because I'm not going back there next year. Yeah. Like I'm not going to hunt there. But after the way. This year went, I don't yeah. want to, I don't wanna have that town bombarded with hunters, yeah, yeah, yeah. out of respect, and yeah, this yeah, is me like I should just be like, say where we were, everything, and let everybody go, yeah, but I'm being respectful, even though we weren't treated with respect, yeah, the game wardens were decent, but the landowners this year were shit, really, and yeah, so it was like day four or five, we talked to this guy a few times. This one dude, he was uh, super cool. Like, he was like, yeah, you can hunt. I got hunters this week. Like, just after they leave, you yeah. can hunt. So, after, I went and he talk- said,
0: after Sunday, it's y'all's.
1: Yes, he's literally told me. And if I'm lying, I'm dying. It's not like a, I have nothing to lie here. He said, "I." I he was like, after they leave, you'll." I said, so, like, this Sunday. Yeah. And this is on Saturday when I talked to him. I was like, so, this Sunday. He mm-hmm. says, yes. I was like, cool appreciate it. Thank you. Dude, and I'm talking like I was about to buy this dude, especially after the hunt we were having. I was like, dude, I'm buying this guy a fucking steak dinner. That was my plan was to buy him a big ribeye, all this shit. Well, we have this banger hunt. Everything's going great. It was the
0: following Tuesday, if I'm not
1: mistaken. It was Tuesday cuz we didn't hunt on Monday. We were respect like I was like, look, we we all agreed let's make sure they left his hunters that yeah. he had, which we never saw anyone hunt there. We scouted every day, you know, after we hunted. We were shooting birds, and nobody was hunting this place. And we're like, whatever. But he gave us permission on Sunday. Uh, Monday, no one hunted. Tuesday morning, we went out there, hunted, banged them out. Well, Tanner and Colton <clears throat> go to grab the trucks after we you know, been celebrating limits of freaking ducks and geese. Mm-hmm. I just get a phone call. Hey, just let you know. Uh, two game wardens, uh, male, female, they're coming to the field. Uh, they want to talk with you. And I was like, perfect. Cool. That always just that makes your morning already. Like, I mean, I was amped up, ready to drink mm. seven pots of coffee, and then my stomach dropped to my stomach. I was like, what? And, and we're all talking, you know, the whole pre – we're like, we're legal. Everything's legal. We you know. And we went through the whole checklist.
0: Birds are separated, you know. <clears throat> Everyone's completely legal as far as the hunting aspect goes. It was the property owner had called him on us. And then Porter meets <clears throat> we all meet him by the road. It's a dude and a chick. And yeah. The, so um the guy, I forget his name, I found him on Facebook. <laughs> nice fella. But um he calls, he's like, I want to talk to the guy that spoke to the landowner know to the yeah. side so porter went and sat in his truck i don't know how that conversation went
1: it i mean i'm not gonna say everything we said i mean he was cool like he definitely took in consideration my side of it but he's like this guy said he wasn't he told you this and this and this and i was like look dude i drove 25 and a half hours to get here like i'm not trying to mess up anything that i have here i've been here this is my third year I have a good relationship with most of these farmers. I was like, this is the first time I've got prop- like permission on this property. I'm not trying to ruin it. I wouldn't have yeah. came out here without it. Told him my side of the story, and he goes, I mean, sounds good. He's like, I don't think you have any reason to lie. I was like, I don't. Yeah. I was like, but I don't want him to press charges on us because he was saying he told us that we couldn't hunt until the following week. And we wouldn't even been there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he should have just told us he didn't want us to hunt. Yeah. Like, because the whole deal, like, he told the game wardens, I told him that my kids were going to hunt uh, at Thanksgiving and shit. And I was like, we're not going to be here at that time. Yeah. He if he would have told us that, we wouldn't have hunted. But he yeah. just, I said, this Sunday, he said, yes. I guess he didn't think we were going to follow through. He was holding, like, 5,000 birds on his property. Yeah, so we yeah. went and hunted it and smashed their ass. But he ended up, he was cool enough not to press charges or nothing like that, which, you know. <laughs> it was like his word against our word, but the game is cool. But the game was like, well, this is also our ninth phone call of y'all. I was like, ninth? He's like, yeah. He said there was five from the hotel and not the hotel themselves, but people at the hotel. At the hotel, yeah. At the time, the people that were saying they were notifying the game wardens, every single one of them held up to their deal, sending game wardens videos yeah. of us cleaning birds. So I was like, and he's like, I've already been checking that. And this is what he's telling me, just one on one. He's like, I've already been checking that everything's legal, everything's cool. I'm like y'all been doing y'all's deal, the diligence. And I was like, cool. Like we're not try- like, like I said, I'm not trying to come up here and get fucked. And then um, uh, he's like, we do. He goes, we've had enough. You know. Oh, and then that landowner that came drove into the field who, he was trespassing. We had a game or uh, <laughs> we had a another farmer down the street get mad that we we're just parked on the road. Yeah which is not illegal at all. County yeah. road. County, county road, road. Yeah, He drove all the way up to like our spread and we started MFing us, you know, just cussing us out. And we're like, you can call the cops. Yeah. You can call the game. He ended up calling the game wardens. And the game wardens told him to shut the hell up. Yeah. Like, cause they're like, are they on your property? No. Are they parked on a County road? Yeah. Are they out of the way? Well, yeah. They're like, Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's nothing illegal that they're doing. But you have people like that that were just mad. They saw our trailer and got mad. Yeah. So, because I guess we probably do look like, with our trailer, like, guide services and shit like that, maybe. Yeah, maybe so. They probably think that. Just out-of-towners. We're definitely out-of-towners. People don't like that shit. So, Mm -hmm. that was, like, the sixth or seventh that we got called. And then that dude, that one landowner we smashed the birds on, that was, like, the final straw. They came. They're like, well, he told me to, and I'll just. Never had it before. Me and Mitchell were talking about it before. We've. How are we doing on time? By the way, I'm just making sure. Okay, I don't want to have to stop this. Um, so they're like, I mean, everything's good. We're gonna check out your trailer. We're gonna check out the remainder of y'all's guns. Everything, you know. We've checked out your birds. Everything looks good, but now we're gonna go check out your hotel rooms and do all like, yeah, we had the whole deal. Like every single one of us had to walk in the hallway. One person would walk in the room, show them our fridges. We're all standing there. Like, you know, don't know what's happening. I'm talking, they went and we had to tell them everything that we had cleaned or if we had like, cause we had like some partridge. Mm-hmm. We had like pheasant, like already like with seasonings on them, like that were going on the pit that afternoon. Yeah. We had, Goose wraps ready, you know, but we yeah. had to be like, okay, this is this, this is this, this is deer that we brought from home, you know, yeah, that we cooked. So, but they were super cool, but that was like a full blown. Yeah. That's, I'm, they went hard.
0: Yeah. I've never, I've always heard, oh, you know, game wardens can come in and they don't need a warrant. They can come in and search your freezer. I was like, yeah, it's never going to happen, you know. Sure enough, you know, both of them, <clears throat> basically, what I liked about those wardens is they were very, Educational at the same time, and we—I didn't have anything to hide. We didn't, and they were like, "What we're going to do? We're going to go back to the hotel, search everything." And they did a thorough search. Everything was legal, and um, basically, my advice to anybody that's doing these traveling hunts is to know your possession limit and know how to these transport laws. Man, you got you got to be on top of that yeah. shit because you can get they can mm. they can do you do you in real quick.
2: So I don't I don't know about Montana law. Obviously, never been. Law enforcement in Montana, but in Texas, game wardens cannot enter your residence without a search warrant. The only time they're going to go in your residence check your stuff is if they have a search warrant signed by a judge mm-hmm. or you allow them in. Yeah. So, knowing what I know about the Constitution of the United States and everything else being prior law enforcement, I you probably could have told them to go fuck themselves and they'd have had to go to a search warrant, but being legal, why would you do that, right? Yeah.
1: Like there was no reason for us exactly. To, like he told me, he was like, on the one on one, he was like, "We're gonna come check you," and I was just yeah. like, "I said okay." Like, I have nothing to hide. Yeah. And especially, and I'm not, I'm not trying to like t- tell myself, but I was like, it was like day, like day four or five. Yeah. Like I was like, I know for sure we're in our possession limit. There's like eight of us yeah, hunting. Exactly. We're fine. so
2: so. Why even push that? You know, you're not in the wrong. Whatever. Yeah. But a lot of times with game wardens, they will use. Their authority to say, "Hey, I need to go do this," and that you just go along with it. A lot, of, a lot of lot of people yeah. go along with it, yeah. and it happens in Texas a lot too. And I've had this happen to me at, at one point. I was Honey Middleton. I came in, noticed the game warden boat was floating in the millionaire coastal, and he weighs me down. And I was like, "Hey, bud, what's going on?" He's a federal game warden, and he says, "Hey, I'm I'm broke down. Can you pull me in?" Absolutely, no problem. At this point, I'm thinking I got. I'm I'm legal, I have no issues, you know. And I was a cop at the time. So yeah. I'm definitely trying not to break the freaking law. And so he pulls, I pull him in, we get to the launch, and he's like, hey, by the way, I need to check y'all. I'm like, absolutely, no problem. Checks my hunting license, checks everybody who's with me's hunting license. I think it was three of us hunting at the time. I think it was me, Devin Cryer, and Spencer Kniff were hunting together. And he checks everything, and then he tells me, he goes, hey, um, I'm going to check your birds. So, he pulls my birds. Well, I was hunting with a new dog at the time, and it wasn't real. It was actually, I think it was Spencer's dog. And I had a deck on my boat. Well, at some point, we were hunting out of the boat blind. At some point, the dog brought in a bird and dropped it, and it fell between the decking and, and like, between the ribs of the boat. So, it looks like we are trying to smuggle a a duck. And he finds it. He sees his tail sticking out, and he's like, oh, y'all are one over y'all's limit. Who, Who shot this? And we're like, well. Fuck, I didn't know we were over our limit. And I was like, man, look, I mean, didn't know. Obviously, the dog must have dropped it, and we didn't notice it, and we were picking up multiple birds, whatever happened, right? I said, no excuse. I said, I'll take the ticket. And ended up, Devin's like, no, no, it, it was me. And I was like, Devin, don't do that. Well, then the so Devin ends up saying it's his bird. So Devin, they compensate six birds that Devin picked out, plus the seventh to prove he was over his limit. And then the game warden goes, well, I'm going to search your truck now. And I said, excuse me? He goes, yes, I need you to unlock your truck. I'm going to search it. Well, at this point, he doesn't know I'm a lieutenant at the sheriff's office. And I said, "Um, what, what justifies, what's your probable cause to search my vehicle? He goes, well, you were in violation of game law, and that's your truck. I said, okay, yes, I was. This boat was. Did you see me enter my truck prior to checking me here? Did you see me go near my truck? He goes, no. I said, well, you can get a warrant to search my truck. Who do you think you are? I said, I think I know the law just as well as you do. And it just went south from there. End up not searching my truck. Ended up going, well, I guess this guy actually knows what he's talking about. We actually had a conversation later. And actually, that, that federal game warden, I won't say his name, became, became a close friend of mine after that. And I realized at this point, okay, so game wardens take people's ignorance of the law and use it to their advantage.
1: Well, yeah, they're the boogeyman of the law. Exactly. Especially for Everybody men. thinks
2: they can do all these things. No, and especially in Texas. They are a Texas peace officer just like any cop, any city cop, any county cop, any state trooper. They're the same deal. There's nothing special about them. The only thing that's special about them is they can use your hunting as a probable cause Yeah, to search the vehicle that you're in. So if he pulls you over because he sees blood on your tailgate, well, that gives him probable cause to search your vehicle. But if he doesn't see you in your truck, but he sees you in your boat, he can search your boat, but he can't search your truck because you haven't been around your truck.
1: Yeah. And you and just pulled him in, which – Yeah. Hey, guy.
2: Exactly.
0: I guess I know who I need to call when a game warden asks me. <laughs> I yeah.
1: need to search me. Well, that,
2: that's 16 years of being a cop at, well, right. at one point in my life.
1: Yeah. No, those guys are cool, and, and I, we had nothing to uh, hide in there.
2: With me saying everything I just said – 99.9% of your game wardens are just doing what they think they need to do to their job, and they don't mean any ill regard yeah. towards anybody.
1: I don't think none of them. Yeah. They were super cool because, like, we asked them, and we didn't know this. Like, they're like, technically, like, because up there, like certain states, you, when you kill it, you're supposed to harvest the meat. Mm-hmm. We're like, what What if we're bringing it back to mount? Yeah. You know, and they're like, like, they're, that. they're like, that actually doesn't fall underneath the same yeah. Category, like.
0: They say it's kind of a gray area. They're kind of like, like, well, if we like, see a bird, you know, in a bag that you play in the mountain, we're not going to write you a citation. Yeah. Over. As
1: long as you're not over your possession limit. Possession, like that, maybe. that is part of your possession limit. But like, they're just like, that's a gray area. That's not a whole different thing. Cause every bird, like in North Dakota, Montana, I know those States, like they're supposed to be harvested whenever they're killed. Like and if you shoot them and not harvest them, that's even more illegal. That's why they're checking our trash cans because they're like, we thought, like the videos, which You you see
2: the bird with no breath. Yeah, yeah. You, you see the back of the bird.
1: You see a bird. Yeah. you know, getting thrown in the. It's like no, we're cleaning them. We're I was I invited that dude actually. I was like, if you want to, you can come and have a barbecue tomorrow. I'm cooking a shit ton of goose. Surprising, didn't show up. They, I, there's not many game wardens up there. No, there's not. They're like. I'm sure he had a lot bigger fish to frax his mule deer season. Oh yeah, yeah. Good there. But yeah, we're all all in all, it was a good trip. Good. A lot of learning. Like I learned a lot on. It was just a lot harder this year, so it was like now I feel like I can go, a lot of different places and. I was about to say. I think
2: think next year. Got a plan.
1: Dude, I would love to do that hunt with you. Got a plan. Because we got all the shit, and I'm, I love that we hunt with, you know, CC Duck Call, but he has a whole different plan of his own next he's got, year. Yeah, he's
0: got all kinds of plans for next year, but definitely overall, Northern Trip was successful. Killed a bunch of birds, had, had a great time, good friends, and uh, great memories were made. And I had a we blast. got some
1: great documentation. Mullet, Micah, Micah Heinold, we flew him up. He was a great time. He got some bomb ass fucking footage. Yeah. And it looked really nice. Oh yeah. We got he keeps uh he gave Mitchell a bunch of shit on the hard drive and he post he got a lot of photos. He's been editing a couple of videos for us that we've been posting.
2: And he's semi local, right?
1: Yeah, he's from a college station. We or he's should, from actually Katy, but he lives in college we station.
2: We should have him come to the Pipkin Ranch.
1: Oh yeah. Dude, he would love it.
2: We that. should have him come. We'll put him in a room.
1: Dude, I was so like I was so surprised because he hasn't really done like duck hunts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He got so many kill shots. Yeah, really, really good kill shots. Like, and that's really hard to do. He could have had a field day this weekend. Yeah, he would have.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he's solid, man. I mean, he just knows his stuff, and I think he's going to do it full time once he graduates college. And he's he's definitely going to have a good career out of it for sure. Very yeah, nice.
1: yeah. y'all nice. need to check him out, Micah Heinold, or just check out he owns Deer Mullet. Yeah, what a uh, name!
0: Oh yeah, a very successful brand at that. He's, he's really? got the um, the deer mullet brand. I think going I was,
2: yeah, I actually checked his stuff out when I yeah. saw he was with y'all.
1: Yeah, he he has his whole brand of shit. He you know, it's great. He's killing it. He's like twenty one years old. Heck yeah! We brought him fishing a few years a back. A little, little young entrepreneur, huh? Yes. Well, we brought him fishing like two or three years ago when we first like Mitchell's like, hey man, this guy does apparel like us. Uh, let's bring him to Lake. I was like, okay. I was a little nervous. We get up there, you know. He just kind of started getting an outdoor game, but he's like a wizard with a camera. That's awesome. I'm like, how old are you? He's like 18. I was like, <laughs> Like, oh, my God. He's young. That's fun. That's good. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to offer you a beer. And then now <laughs> he's 21. I'm like, I offered him a beer, you know, smokes, all that shit. And he's like, no, I don't do none of that. I'm like, oh, so he's just a, you know, I guess he's a good just kid. Just good, man. good kid, man. <laughs> yeah, he's a good is. kid, and no doubt. Which is great for us cuz we can just fuck around and he's just yeah. you know, he was there, he was on it. He did a great job if y'all need anything video done. I mean, he does take compensation. But he's pay it top for notch. He is top notch. He did great. Awesome. I will tell you this. So we cut the Montana trip a few days
0: short. We're like, man, let's go let's go hunt the marsh down southeast Texas. So I'm off for the whole um, at the time I was off for the whole next week. So
1: And Thanksgiving. Yeah. You've
0: been off forever. I've been off for a while. So we got <laughs> back and went and hit the public the public marsh and we did very well and got to finally try out the animators and I was very impressed with the performance of the animators. The first day we used them Them ducks, dude, I'm not just saying this because we have a good relationship with the animator guys, but, dude, they were just decoying hard. They were dumping all morning to those animators, and uh, we had a great hide that morning, too. We shot a three-man bunch of gadwall,
1: and uh, that was a great hunt. Went out to McFadden, shot quite a few more over the animators. Well, that's what, uh, I talked to you, so me and Joe went down to Smith Point hunted, and you, Tanner, Matt, everybody went down to we were in Aniwak Aniwak and he was like how'd y'all do knowing that we were gonna smash him just cause this private land you know we s- smashed him but he's like dude the an- like they almost limited like a four man as fast as we did our three man on private with them being on public and he's like dude I and this is like a me and Mitchell conversation like not trying to even plug the animator he's like dude I think the animators had a lot to do with it so the The birds were going dumb. Gadwall. Well, the thing was that morning is we'd we'd
0: call at them like real high up. And once we got their attention, we'd stop calling. And they would just descend. And and I don't know if it's the – those animators put off the sound. It sounds like ducks like jumping off the water. You know Mm -hmm. how them feet hit the water? You know, slap. And you can hear it like once you start them. They're slapping that water. And I I really think that sound has a lot to do with – With bringing the birds in.
2: I'm 100% convinced that sound after Sunday is what does it. and We'll we'll get into that hunt and why I think that, but 100% is the sound in my opinion.
0: And it 100% sounds like, I mean, if you pull up on a pond and ducks are getting up, that's what the animator sounds like. Ducks hitting the water, ducks getting up off the water. It creates that. You got the mojo going and it's pumping that animator. And uh, I've honestly never seen ducks decoy like they did in public on, on public land, mm-hmm. like they did when we run the animators, but cool. we did have a great hide that morning. We were in layouts, but they were they I were dumping in hard. I, I
2: don't even know the animator's guy's name. I just know him because of y'all, and I will say that I am a hundred percent convinced in the animator. Well, after Sunday,
1: I was pumped that Mitchell told me that Tuesday. So this was Tuesday. We, me and Joe, hunted with Carter, Mitch, Tanner, Matt hunted. Out in Aniwak. And we had a fantastic hunt. Mitchell and them had a fantastic hunt. We shot some canvas back pretty far from big water. So we were pumped up. We had a great hunt. We shot Mallard's canvas back, Pintail, Teal. And then Mitch and them smashed on the Gray duck, Spoonbills, Teal. Did y'all even kill a Spoonbill? Was it gray ducks and Teal? It was all gray ducks and Teal. And I really
0: don't like... I don't like giving away a bunch of my secrets, man. That's one thing... I try to keep like my, my good secrets to myself, but the animators, man.
1: Well, hmm. look, animators, and then if you are hunting public land and have a pond to yourself, what, dude, the hide is.
2: Oh, yeah. The hide's important.
1: So important. If number one, the birds there, two, hide, hide from them. If you have layout blinds, if you can get covered up, that is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is going for like anybody that's trying to get into it new. Dude, spend 100 dollars, get you a cheap ass layout blind. You might get wet, you know, a little bit wet, but if you want to shoot birds, get down, tuck grass around you and I and mean,
0: I really didn't them. put that much effort into the hide up until about 2 years ago, but that is the number one most important thing is the hide. Yeah.
2: Especially, even on, even on private, the hide yes. is your most important yeah. part yeah. of the hunt.
1: Yeah. So that was Tuesday. Mitchell told me, he said, the animators work great. And then Wednesday, I went with you. They went out. had another pretty good hunt. Yeah. They had a lot more people. I don't know if y'all fully limited out. No, we didn't fully limit, but um,
0: they're just wanting a whole lot of birds out where we were hunting. But we still, y'all we shot, still decoyed some birds over the animators. Y'all and, had a great hunt. Yeah, we shot like 15 or 16 birds. I yeah. Mean, was me, and, good.
1: me and Warhola in like 52 minutes shot six men. Yeah, uh, that was
2: epic. Like, over over ankle deep sheet water too. It was,
1: yeah, you're giving an ankle deep. <laughs> yeah. I could have wore a fucking Crocs and not got wet. <laughs> yeah, it was, like it was, it was shallow. to me. Yeah. It was funny because like there was literal dirt clods in the middle of the pond, and the ducks yeah. wanted in there so bad. I was like, this might be the most shallow water I ever hunted. It I mean, was-
2: it, it was to the point where we put the decoys out. We couldn't throw them. We had to like set them in the mud to really? make yeah. them sit up straight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> swear, like yeah, it was that's crazy. not a.
1: Like talking, shit. It was like you're like trying to get the dude. If you looked out there, you'd see all the decoys, like the the weight mm-hmm. lanyard or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like the yeah. the yeah, the mono was sticking up yeah, out of the water. There's mono like, everywhere. You didn't like even, where it had memory, you didn't even need rigs. You could have probably just no, you, no, you
2: did, absolutely guaranteed, hundred percent.
1: No, the, the every single decoy was hitting mud. Yeah. like there was like I'm saying that much water, like three or four inches. Yeah, it was so shallow. We got there, I was like, this is, and I wasn't, you know, doubting Warhola, but I was just like, this looks like dump. Like, there's not a lot of water at all. Dude. Yeah,
2: and I can't even take credit for it. I mean, Breeden scouted it, but yeah. I knew when we pulled in there on the Marshmaster and he shined the light on the ground and the amount of feathers yes. that were in the water, I was like, oh, this is about to be nasty.
1: Yes, but it was just like, like, if you just looked at it, you know, just off a glance, you'd be like, this ain't a. This ain't the spot. This is dude. not it. It was it. I'm oh. talking about we just shooting ducks. Like, dude, I literally, I shot a duck, and it landed on hard ground and got up and started walking. Yeah. Like, like we are just like, I right, mark him. He's yeah, going mean, to walk over
2: here. You couldn't even use an animator if you wanted to.
1: No, yeah, you, Not in that hole. No, you wouldn't no. be able to. It would have been hitting mud. Yeah. But
2: but they wanted to be there, so it didn't matter.
1: It didn't matter. We shot a six-man in, like, 52 minutes. It was dumb. That was that little video I posted of, breeding throwing them on and then yeah. ryan messaged me thursday saying you work tomorrow i was like yep and he's like he's sending the group message uh who can hunt and that's mm-hmm. you and matt saturday did y'all use the animator saturday
2: no we didn't we didn't use them saturday and i um, bet you do wish you probably boy. Would if we would have had them i'm gonna tell you right now because we were in the perfect animator hole saturday it was steel yeah, wasn't a lot of wind we were in high cane or high reed uh, it would have been beautiful yep
0: so saturday we made a hunt and um it was one of those hunts where it started off pretty hot and then it kind of just you know it was steady but you'd have small groups just slowly coming mm-hmm. in and then it kind of died off and ryan was like man uh what time y'all want to call it and we we're like oh let's give it, you know another 45 yeah. minutes at least dude it I was, was like, thinking about
2: the cold beer in the truck.
0: It yeah. was probably 25, 30 minutes later. We here, had Here they come. What was it?
2: Four gadwall come in.
0: Four The four gadwall started yeah. out, and then the yeah. big packs of teal started decoying. Yeah, we had and we 30 were, and
2: 40 packs of teal. I mean, just doing it dirty and
0: in then, the decoys. Yeah, we were done after those two groups. Yeah. We Limit shot a four-man good yeah. variety pack. We had yeah. some pintail.
2: Started off with pintail.
0: Yeah, started off with pintail. Did, did all
2: shoot a spoonie or not? We did. Mm-hmm. We did. We got to shoot spoonbills.
1: I know. I, I, dude, well, we'll finish our conversation, but to this day, one of my favorite hunts is a straight spoonbill smash. Yeah. Yeah. Don't shoot nothing but spoonbills.
2: I mean, even Wednesday, they were like, we could shoot better than these spoonbills. Like, they're in the decoys. Let's shoot them. Yeah. Like, no, uh, yeah, yeah. No we're dying. We're, we're killing spoonbills. That was
1: also a, a pretty special
0: hunt because Ryan just acquired a dog, and that was yeah. Hank's first hunt. Oh, Hank. was Saturday, and uh, he did. Pretty damn good for his, being his first duck yeah, hunt. Yeah,
2: he had some puppy problems, but he's a puppy. It was yeah. his first duck hunt, so.
1: I'm glad to hear that. Like, because Ryan has been very adamant to me. Like, we talk a lot, and he's just like, "I don't want no fucking dog. I don't want to deal with that shit." Yeah. And then after the first hunt, he goes, "I'm not mad at it." You know. Well,
2: and backtrack. The reason I say that is because I had probably one of the most special dogs to ever come out of this area with Rio. And, I mean, he's like, his picture's on the wall at Pipkin Ranch. Oh, I know. I mean, he was one of the, uh, called him Rio-matic. Everybody, if you say Rio, you can talk to anybody who's a duck hunter in this area. They know my dog.
1: Yeah. And
2: and when he died, I was like, fuck duck hunting. Fuck all this. I'm done guiding. I'm done duck hunting. I I don't care anymore because I didn't have my dog. Had him for 10 years. And then I slowly like get back into duck hunting. You know, I've always loved duck hunting. I guided for 16, 17, 18, 20 years. I don't know, a long time. And um, just, I fell out of love with it when Rio died. Like he died unexpectedly. I wasn't, it was just one of those deals. And I was like, you know what? I'm done. Done with it. And then this year we got on the, the Pipkin deal. And, you know, I grew up hunting Pipkin, I was one of the first guides on Pipkin. Now I'm, I'm going to put in quotations, a, a customer of Pipkin. Yeah. through our company. Um, even though, like, I have a guide that goes hunting with me, but I think it's, like, just because of um, legality reasons, you know, because yeah. I'm not, like, on the payroll there. But, um, so I got, I got, kind of got back into it and started duck hunting a little bit more, and then now that Hank's came around, like, Saturday, I was like, man, okay. I kind of I remember why I like this shit. Yeah. And then Sunday, it was like, done deal. Today, I spent more fucking money on decoys and shit and dog stuff and everything else. I'm like, all right, I'm back.
1: I love it because I've known you now for a, quite a while. Yeah. And we've always fished together. We've and we've hunted together. But, like, duck hunting is, like, the thing that mean you haven't done yeah. a lot of together. Like, we hunt once or twice a year because you've always had, like, you know, maybe a pond here in Winnie. or Yeah. Whatever, but, like, this year, I've really enjoyed being able to be, you know, grateful to get to go hunt with you. Yeah. But, like, you're into it, though. Yeah, no. Like, the other times was, like, you know.
2: I never even broke my calls out. And it was, I yeah, was just there.
1: We we might shoot a couple of birds. And, yeah. You know, I'm happy with me, personally. I don't care if I limit. I just want to drive up on a buggy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not one of those, like, those people will talk shit on me because they're like, Oh, you're not hard. You're not going out at public at midnight. It's like, I don't have to. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to take a fucking truck to my blind. Someone's going to park well, it. And I mean, I'm going to shoot. I mean,
2: we all cut our teeth on public. Every one of us hunted public at one point.
1: We hunted public for years. Yeah, Ten sure. years. Nope.
2: I hunted public when public wasn't cool. And that's, that is a legit statement. Yeah. Because I can remember going on a Saturday and only being two boats in the whole Dude, entire unit.
1: It's insane. Like, yeah. we... Like, you were doing it before us. But I was like, doing,
2: I was duck hunting before duck hunting was cool, basically.
1: Like, when we started in high school, like, when we got our licenses and hunted, there was nobody doing it. Yeah. Like, I'm saying, like, there would be, like, eight people in the marsh, you know, and it, most yeah. of them were older, like, you know, the like, 20-year-olds, mm-hmm. like, yeah. probably people your age that were hunting, and then there was, yep. like, us, we are the only 16-year-olds doing it at the time. So, like, that's when we were doing it, back when it was fun, then it just... As I got older, the hunting got more popularized and the kids got younger. And I was like, mm-hmm. I can't compete. I'll be no. tell
0: you this, man.
1: And me and Tanner um,
0: went out there on, uh, I don't remember what day it was, a week ago. And we, we woke up. We left the house at like 2 o'clock or one thirty, pretty early, you know. And we're out there, launched the boat. It was already crowded when we got there, of course, you know. One, <laughs> leaving at the house at 1.30 in the morning, fucking crazy. But uh, get out on the levee. you know there's several boats. We're, we're perched up and dude these kids man and I'm sure I don't know if we were the same way, but I'm older now and I'm looking at these kids. Dude, it's all a big competition now.
2: It's a it's a dick swinging contest. It's a
0: fucking dick swinging contest like you got to have the fastest boat. you gotta have the nicest shit and no, fuck all that dude like just be respectful to everybody and play by mm. the rules and they don't do that shit no more. It's just a fucking race. It's all big competition. Dude. Whatever. I, it's fine.
1: I will say this. The one thing that we have been true since before even the Bayou Dragons, we have never had the nicest shit, and we <laughs> still don't have the nicest shit. Fuck no. We don't even have a kill switch on a boat. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, I'm telling you right now, since we started <laughs> duck hunting in the marsh, we've had the slowest boat. Oh, yeah. And we still have the slowest boat. But she'll crank and she'll run. We ran the Mariner. We do. We ran my little twenty horse outboard (laughs) motor for years. Like four or five of us in the boat, and it's going like five miles per hour, and we're just happy we're getting out there. So now we're like going like twenty three miles per hour, and we're happy we're getting there because people are going fifty. It's crazy. It's like what the fuck is happening?
2: I started duck hunting a Whack, Mud you all that with a 15 horse 1979 Chrysler. My dad bought me. Hell yeah. That was the, and it was white. I literally rattle can painted it after the first season because I was tired of having to carry something. Well, back then we didn't have Texas rigs, so I had a decoy bag. When Texas rigs came around, I was like, well, I got it. I don't have a decoy bag anymore, so I guess I got to paint, the son of a bitch. Because yeah. I would put a decoy bag over top of it when I hunted.
1: Dude, remember the decoy bags? Yeah. Dude. <laughs> That used to be the thing. I remember
2: the only two branded decoys, the only two branded decoys were carry light and flambeau. That was it. There was nothing else. And then I remember when the first spinning wing decoy came out and it was a flambeau made it. And I bought two of them and I want to say I paid like a hundred dollars each for them. And I I literally was like counting pennies to buy these things and put them out in the marsh. And Oh my God, it was Unbelievable what the ducks would do to them. I mean, it was unbelievable. Like you could, you could just put them out there and kill ducks because none of them saw it down here at that time.
1: And you still see that you see the, like to me, what is awesome is like our early days of hunting, like how stupid the ducks seemed Mm -hmm. like to like a, a mojo and shit. When you go up North, you get that because you get these young birds that haven't seen shit. So like, You throw a mojo, you can literally throw two mojos out in a cornfield, and every mallard in fucking 10 square miles is going to land in there. And it's like, what is happening? Yeah. Because you can't get a fucking teal to work on a mojo down at South. You know, you're shooting them flying by. So it brings out the youth hunting up North when you come down here, and it's like, we've had it rough.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I mean, we hunt the most educated birds in the country. No doubt, bar none.
1: And I used to not. Like, until I've experienced it, I was like, I'm not going to sit here and talk. Dude, if you hunt North Dakota, Montana, Canada, New York, Washington, any of those states, South D- I'll even give South Dakota. Dude, y'all have it so fucking easy. Oh, my God. You get down no here, doubt. you cannot get a
0: bird to decoy. Yeah, and we can say that because we've hunted up there for several mm-hmm. years. I, I have mean, now done it for years. It's night and day, man.
2: I don't know the... First time I hunted a river in Montana. And buddy of mine's like, hey, I got a river blind. I already shot my mule deer. He's like, let's go duck hunting. Because I I want to go duck hunting. So okay. I have my duck calls in the truck because I was a hardcore duck hunter at the time. They stayed in my truck. Yeah. So we get out to the blind and he's like, Man, there's a lot of mallards here. I haven't been able to kill them. Uh I'd really like to you just you just call. I want you to do what you do, like back home. And this is the first time I hunted northern birds. It was ridiculous. I would hit him with a hell call and just like, like and the the whole 30 pack would just go. Yeah. And come. And it was That's like somebody. and then I started feed chuckling. It was just like, oh, here we come. We're gonna die.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm coming. I'm like <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is happening?
2: Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's 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 unreal how easy it is up there.
1: It really is. You can get birds like we'd have like one of our hunts we had up north this year. Was not a we that afternoon mallard hunt we had mm-hmm. wasn't great. We shot like five birds, yeah. We had a good time, we're sitting there just fucking off. But every bird that did fly by, like it just we hit the wrong spot, they weren't leaving the roost yeah. there. The day before, I swear to you, I saw 1500 birds flying over this field, they just didn't fly over that way that day. We had a couple of mallards, but you just hit them literally. There'd be a Solo mallard flying, something you might not call at at home. Mm -hmm. You just go, "Eh." who wants them? Like, ridiculous how easy it is up Mm -hmm. there. If you can get the birds, you can get the access. And if you, I mean, you still have to find them, you need to figure all that out. But the calling, the decoys, the everything about the aspect of hunting up north is so much easier. I feel like
0: up north, you just got to get their attention. And once yeah. you get their attention, they see you. It's spread. go. It's over. Yeah. It's done. Done deal. For like, sure. Uh, I will say though, down here, I'm I'm pretty damn excited for the um for the second split. I yeah. I think we're gonna shoot a bunch more birds. I mean, just seeing the population mm-hmm. in Southeast Texas right now, public and private, it's been top notch. It's it, been high population of birds. Bunch of teal. Bunch of gadwall. Bunch mm-hmm. of pintail. You're seeing a, lot a lot bunch of, of, bunch a lot of birds of down
1: here. It's, been, it's insane how many pintail are down. Like, so it's insane to me how many pintail are down and how many teal are still here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like oh, we, shot,
2: we shot full moon blue wings both days. I know. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm
1: saying. Like, usually, I'm just saying in the past, usually, like, those giant, giant groups of pintails that, like, I saw twice last week, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm also not shooting shooting a full plumage, fucking blue wing, and then yeah. fucking pintail. Like that's not the deal. Like,
2: and there is a lot of winter mallards down, and for people up north, winter mallard for us because we have model ducks and we call them winter mallard greenheads. Right? Yeah. There's a lot of those down already, right, and you usually don't see them until the second. But we killed some. We killed what? We killed one. We killed Wednesday. We killed one Saturday. I killed a greenhead the week before. Yeah. The, you we, don't see that this time of year. No,
1: I saw some with Joe on uh, Tuesday. Yeah. We, we saw, were sitting there. Yeah. You'd see Solo. Now, in the nosebleeds, mm-hmm. we'd call at it and it'd be like, mm, yeah. Nah, I'm going to freshwater. We're hunting a little brackish pond. But it was like, greenhead. Yeah. There's a greenhead. Yeah. Dude, what's funny to me is the wood ducks in the marsh this it's year. It's crazy, isn't it? Dude. On Tuesday, no, on Wednesday when I hung with Warhol and Mitch, I promise you we saw close to 30 wood ducks. Yeah.
0: It used to surprise me, but um, after, I don't know, it was two or three years ago,
1: we started shooting them out in the marsh. Like,
0: what the hell are these wood ducks doing out in the marsh, you know?
1: But, no, that – I get one or two, but I'm saying like we're having like twelve packs of wood ducks flying by. It's yeah. like, Where do you, where are you yeah, live? That's odd. That is. Odd. Yeah. What where big, are you live? Big living? wads, like big. They had like one group of like
2: thirty come by, and I was like, like the. I thought they were widgeon, you know, because they they got that same kind of look. Yeah. And they then fly I by. started hitting them, and I was like, <laughs> what? The,
1: yeah. It's like, like what the fuck are they doing here? Yeah. A thirty pack of wood ducks, away from the nearest trees, like yeah, eight forever. miles. Forever away. Yeah. Like it's and I'm crazy. talking a towel tree. They're yeah. not landing yeah. in that.
0: Yeah. About Southeast Texas, man. You can shoot the most beautiful waterfowl right here in Southeast Texas. Mm-hmm. You got your wood ducks, pintail, the occasional greenhead, you know, and I mean we got some pretty birds.
2: You got the biggest variety you can imagine. I mean, just look at our hunts Wednesday with you, Saturday, Sunday. I mean, we shot we shot very good varieties.
1: I've shot yeah. everything here and And I know people that have shot other birds. I've seen almost every single other bird shot here. But, like, the only things I haven't shot besides, like, those eastern, like, deep divers Mm -hmm. is, like, the cinnamon teal and the old squaw, Mm -hmm. the long-tailed duck, which I know people that killed them and got them mounted here.
2: Didn't we see – was it Wednesday we saw the cinnamon? It wasn't a – one of the days this weekend, John said he saw a cinnamon when we were working birds.
1: He might have. They might yeah. have I, I wonder say, why they don't come come don't this know. way. It's just not their. You,
2: get, I mean, you get them every once in
1: a while. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, mean, Joe shot one. Joe has a mounted teal. Yeah, he shot in Texas, but yeah, it's just not their flight pattern. Just I've like never even them, seen one. Just here. like them scoters and shit mm-hmm. like that. That, you know, you have your eastern, and western birds, but in in general, we have the central flyway. And what's great is like they they start like this mm-hmm. and they come all peninsula right where we're at so so
2: wednesday we shot uh mallards spoonbill spoonbill
1: teal teal pintail,
2: pintail, widgeon widgeon gadwall
1: gadwall i think we killed a scops
2: yeah (laughs) um both teal green and blue wing yeah what else did we shoot um spoonbills
1: I think I said spin build but Did you? I think we shot seven.
2: Seven different species. Seven probably, different yeah. species. And then Saturday, we shot pintail, mallards, model
1: ducks. Oh, no, we shot a model duck, too, that day. Oh, we did, yeah. But that's like with Joe and them, we shot canvas back. hmm You know, like, you can shoot your canvas backs. You can shoot your buffalo heads. You can yeah. shoot all that shit around here, too. And, oh, y'all shot a snow goose. Yeah, we shot snow geese. We yeah. shot speckled bellies. Yeah. You know. You get almost everything except, like, Egyptian geese.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, you get a damn good variety. Yeah, you get here. a great That's variety That's what I love
0: about here. hunting down here. You never really know what you're going to shoot that day. hmm Like, I mean, it could be really whatever. Because we hold a bunch of different species in this area. It's pretty cool.
1: I, I definitely think that if anyone was going to hunt, like, if you're, like, a true duck hunter, which I know, like, people like Ramsey mm-hmm. and all those guys, like, you see them make their track every year around here yeah, around and here, hunt yeah. like just to shoot like those random ducks but like if yeah. you hunt a central flyway zone like early season like hunt Kansas or somewhere like that go hunt the uh was that Cheyenne River bottoms mm-hmm. dude i guarantee you hunt the Cheyenne River bottoms in October or september october you're going to shoot every species of bird mm-hmm. that there is
2: that is end up here
1: they just end up here. Yeah. They all yeah. peninsulate right. Right, right here because yeah. we have the biggest, pop, like, rice farming, everything. All, all the, the refuges, everything. All that you know. marsh. And I'm talking everything. Our, for, our
2: bays, too. Our bays are very popular for birds.
1: We have one minute. Yeah. You have everything, but I'm really, like, I'm saying everything from, like, almost, like, Idaho to almost New York kind of funnels right, right down to Texas. Yeah. Yep. So, like, you have your, I'm talking your very eastern like your Maine down to Florida and your Washington down to California. Like you have those scoters and shit that mm-hmm. we don't get, like we'll never get. But everything in between all funnels right down right to here. us. Yep. So like you just know at the beginning of the year you're shooting. Usually, you know, we have a great we have the best till season that ever, yeah. Ever. There's Not no of one. Yeah. There's no one having till season like Texas. And then after that, it's like your gadball, your spoonbills, bills, your your bread and butter, mm-hmm. and then it gets to, you know, you might shoot mallards. Mm-hmm. You're gonna shoot your gray ducks. You're gonna shoot this. You're gonna shoot that. Like besides scoters and shit like that, mm-hmm. like the the eastern, and western. I don't even know the names of them. We got everything.
2: Absolutely. <clears throat>
1: but yeah, dude. The variety of ducks that we get in Southeast Texas, dumb. Like yeah. this is the biggest variety. Like, if you look at Ducks Unlimited, like their website, and you look at what's the most popularized duck or the most sought-after duck, it's the Spoonbill. Oh. And I'm being dead serious. Like, it's so funny. Like, me and Rance looked that up. I was like, because we were talking about it one day, and I was like, it's probably like, you know, the Pintail. I I know it's not the Mallard. That's, like, the most predominant. But I was like, it's probably like the Spoon, or no, the the Pintail, or I might have said, like, Cave us back a redhead or something, you know, just being ignorant. Spoonbill. Like a fully plumaged Drake Spoonbill is like the most sought after fucking waterfowl duck because they just, they traveled this line up and mm-hmm. down and they come right through us. And by the time they get to us, they're green headed, you know?
2: I mean, what did I say Wednesday? We we're hunting. So this would be a great hunt, but we didn't kill a Spoonbill yet.
1: And then we did right and after that. we did. You shot one with a 28-gauge. Oh, I shoot everything. I shoot everything with 28-gauge. I gauges. know, but you soloed. Oh, a spoon, a single spoonbill came through. <laughs> it acted like it's about to decoy. Picked up about five foot above the decoy. starts swinging out towards Ryan's side, and he goes. Pop. One <laughs> shot. Folded. And I was like.
2: The the 28 gauge is the way, the truth, and the light. I love that little gun, and I won't shoot anything else from here on out.
0: I've always been what I felt like the quickest in the group. Like, if a solo came in, I've always fucking been the fastest one to get up and shoot it. Dude, the other day, fucking green Wing Drake comes floating in the decoys, and I'm about to, all right, yeah, that's mine. Dude, I couldn't even shoulder my shotgun, and he had already <laughs> folded that bird with that twenty-eight gauge. Twenty-eight
1: gauge, and we're shooting twelves. It was yeah, but dude,
0: like the how fast? Oh, boom! Like it was like that. I was like, holy shit!
1: No, as soon as Ryan, which <laughs> I guess like the day y'all hunted was a little bit different than like the day we hunted because we breed, breeding, so we let him make the calls. But if Ryan's making the calls, I don't even want to even compete. Yeah. <laughs> if Ryan's calling the shot, it's like I'll just wait for stragglers. Because if Ryan's making the call, he's already on it. That, 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 that.
0: (laughs) No, it's quick with that 28 gauge. And I picked that gun up, dude. It's like.
1: Stupid light.
0: It's like a. This mic's heavier. Yeah. It's super, Mm. super light. And uh, I don't know. Makes me want to buy one, honestly.
2: It it was a a little bit of a learning curve. But now that I figured it out, I do not want to shoot anything else. Because it is just, it, it kills them dead.
3: I mean, oh, yeah.
1: Well, anything that you're going to shoot at them and you hit will shoot, like, shoot them dead. But, like, I'm going to have to, like, I do want to get to where I'm shooting a 20 gauge and I'm seeing consistently shooting my limit of birds. Like, I want to get to that Mm -hmm. and then I'll work my way to a 28. So I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie to anybody. Like, I'm shooting a 12 gauge and I'm, I need every inch of that 12 gauge. (laughs) No doubt. And I'm going to shoot my birds and I'm going to, I mean, Ryan saw me this last Wednesday. I shot a couple of yeah. fucking. And I'm shooting like one shot. So, you know, modified one shot. So I'm shooting a fucking pretty tight shit. But I couldn't grab that 28 gauge what you're shooting and then hit every bird that you were. Because you never took a second shot if there wasn't more than one bird. Yeah. It was just one bird. oh well, it was like. Yeah, and I was that telling Ryan,
0: and I was telling y'all, like, I put that fucking Pattern Master in my shotgun, and I've been shooting a Modified forever, and I put that Pattern Master in, and I was not hitting, like, I was not hitting shit. So I put the Modified back in, and I start folding them again. So I gotta, I'm gonna put out two sheets of paper or something and pattern that fucking choke and yeah. see what the hell's going on, because I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe I'm aiming high, aiming low, I don't know, but I gotta figure that out, because... I really well, want to get the range with that with that pattern master, but
1: you're also shooting though a lot. Like I'm you, shooting two shot. We're That's shooting like everything we've shot this year. Like I we bought we bought all our shells this year based around hunting up north. Yeah, we're shooting Canada geese, so my, anything I shoot can kill a Canada goose all the mm-hmm. way down to a teal. Now, do I want to hit hit a teal in the breast with what I'm shooting? No, because yeah. it will fucking blow it up. But if I hit a teal, it's dead. Yeah. Fight a Canada goose is dead. So,
2: I'm shooting 3 5 stacked out of that 28 gauge. Yeah, and it's been very very good.
1: But like the other day that we hunted, I could have hit a standard choke with a fucking eight Oh, you sh- could have shot a shot a
2: cylinder with an 8 shot double load and killed them. And then but that's the deal like when you're marshaling and you're where they want to be, you could kill them with a four ten. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Wednesday our furthest shot was twenty yards, maybe. Now they get a little further when they're flaring out, but I mean it's stupid.
1: On uh Tuesday it was pretty chill. Remember y'all were hunting out in the marsh, uh, Mitch. And uh, I was surprised Tuesday. I was sitting there <laughs> that's your second time, Ryan. I know. What the hell? You need to drink more of it, I, I know, guess. I guess.
3: Yes. God damn. That's <laughs> all
1: uh, dude, Tuesday I was sitting there. We're in the blind. We're in pit blinds, and I'm like sitting on the top of the pit blind with my feet down, and I just randomly kept feeling something roll across my foot. I looked down. There's like a two foot water snake just. Oh fuck! Kept rolling around my foot, and I was like, "Why are you out here?" It's like yeah. 40 degrees. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> and we're hunting with our buddy Joe's father-in-law Carter. So like, I'm not trying to like distract him. Like he's He's on a mission. Everything he does, he's on a mission. And I respect that. Whatever. But, like, I'm sitting here for, like, two volleys of birds. I end up shooting a volley of birds holding a water snake in my hand because I just wanted him to see, like, I wanted him to make sure I saw, like, he saw me throw this water snake over. And I'm, like, I'm holding this water snake, shoot some birds. I'm, like, and then I just go, where'd this come from, you know? (laughs) Carter's, like, what the hell? Yeah. it's like in the water like he's probably dead now yeah like that's way too cold he was probably in that pit blind fucking warm as shit but i was like it was weird on that tuesday morning that thing was just (laughs) all over the place but um enough about duck hunting so ryan yes sir you're uh i know lately you started what when i first met you me and you really trout fish, redfish. You introduced me. You're the one that introduced me to offshore fishing and been doing that. But now you've picked up the bass fishing we've talked about it on last podcast or previous podcast. But your son now is addicted to bass oh, yeah. fishing. 100%. Everything from bass fishing to online bass fishing on the PlayStation on the or PlayStation, whatever the fuck.
2: When he watches YouTube, most kids are watching Blippy. He's watching Bassmaster Classic 1984. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I I walked in there a day, and he's watching Kevin Van Dam just rip him. I'm like, hell yeah.
1: Dude, I love that. And now, what's great, like, we've mean you are tighter than fish pussy, but now that you're bass fishing, it's like, gang. And now you got you a bass boat. Yep. Got you a good skeeter. Mm -hmm. With everything on it. Everything. It's decked out, and you've been bringing your son out bass fishing. Been bringing
2: him, um been sneaking off on myself and learning my forward-facing sonar and
1: um how fun is that
2: it's it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun it's a huge learning curve but a lot of fun and you know right now i'm basing my trips on not numbers just just learning just catching a fish and 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 learning you know okay this is the offshore game this is the back of the creek game you know just learning just learning bass fishing
1: look And I will, I'll say this. If you can fish, you can fish. Yeah. Like I'm not a, I didn't grow up red fishing or trout fishing, Mm -hmm. but if I go with Warhola, Doug Morrison, anybody like that, I can catch a trout or a red. Mm -hmm. I grew up bass fishing. If you can fish, you can fish. Yeah. But reading like, and I'm going to give this to you and don't ask me to suck your wiener later. (laughs) Like, like you're one of the best on the Texas coast at, like reading sonar and finding wahoo. Yeah, like there's there's Robert who can read a fucking map and see a marlin. You know what marlin looked like, but you know what wahoo look like. Mm-hmm. You can find wahoo. You can fucking pinpoint them. You can catch them. You're fantastic at them. So learning, going from something this big, yeah, going to, you know, a twenty inch bass or an eighteen inch bass on a stump. Mm-hmm. I, I know that's a lot different. It is. It is. Especially from okay, that's twelve foot deep. Yeah. That's twelve hundred foot deep. Yeah.
2: It it's it's been a fun challenge and I like I challenge myself every time I go out and try to Okay, today I know this is time of the year, this is what they should be keyed on, this is what they should be biting on. And if I catch my five, I feel pretty good about the day. And and the and the old the whole thing is I'm I'm acting like I'm fishing a tournament every time. Because after fishing the two men with y'all, I had a fucking blast fishing with Mitchell. We yeah. had
0: some good time. Yeah.
2: Man. And now I'm like, okay, this is what I want to do because I can bass fish 365. I can't offshore fish 365. Yeah. I can't even inshore fish 365, but yeah. I can go bass fishing 365 if I want to.
1: You can find them. Now, yep. that is the one thing why I, like just me personally, why bass fishing is so hard. You can find them. Mm-hmm. 20 days in a row. So you can find a 20 days in a row on a Carolina rig at fucking 27 foot. I don't. That 28th day, the tournament day comes, mm-hmm. they won't be there. No. It's, and you,
2: and you got to go back and figure it out.
1: You've to figure it out. They might be deeper. Yep. They might buy a crankbait. Uh huh. They might have moved up just because of different water pressure. or Yep. The, it's a lot harder to me from what I've figured out over the years of, like, I'm confident I can get in a boat. I can go catch a redfish, a trout, mm-hmm. a bass. I mean, I have more confidence in going out and catch a bass, but I guarantee I can probably go catch a redfish or a, a trout. Yeah. And I could use a fucking dead shrimp. Mm-hmm. Throw a dead shrimp in the lake.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: You're going to catch a catfish. Exactly. Like, that's exactly. the...
2: It's it's very humbling. It's just so much fun. It is. And we- there's so many different ways to catch them. And so many different terminologies. And, and like, I was watching Gerald Swindell motivational speech about being a junk fisherman. I had to Google what a junk fisherman was. You know what a junk fisherman is? It's a guy who has six different baits on the deck, and he fishes with all six of them all day long. And when he needs a bite, he goes from bait to bait to bait till he finds one.
1: Oh, so basically, like, Andrew Upshaw. Yeah.
2: Like, he has... yeah.
1: Fifteen different baits. So anyone that's pro
2: really. Yeah, but it's like, you know, you got those guys who niche on offshore fishing when yes. it comes to bass fishing. You got guys that like to fish points, or there's guys like Carolina or whatever. Gerald Swindell's like, I'm just gonna go out there and I'm gonna figure out a way to catch five fish and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna cut a freaking check because they pay from first to fifty. Yeah. As long as I'm in that range, I'm gonna get a check.
1: Yeah. I might get a four thousand yeah. dollar check. I might get a $40,000. Yeah,
2: and he's like, you know, I'm the first person that ever made a million dollars bass fishing, and I ain't never won a tournament in my life. It's like, damn, gang, buddy. I like that, you know?
1: Uh, Dude, I just, the people, our listeners won't realize how much, like how excited it makes me that you bass fish because the two people that got me saltwater fishing with you and Doug Morrison— and the two people that talked the most shit on me for bass fishing yeah. were you and Doug Morrison. Yeah. And now that you're doing it, you understand, you have fun. Yeah. You still do both of them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, hands down, and I'm ready to do some wahoo fishing and, this winter with you. But I, I wish Doug would go out and get a fucking bass bite and be like.
2: Yeah. And I had, like, even even Brandon Perthus, uh, you know, chase this guy. I used to make fun yes. of him all the time. Like, dude, what are you
1: doing messing with those green fish? This is that's stupid. But he was one of the first ones that fucked with me. Yeah. Like, well, I went trout. It was actually me, him, and Doug went fishing. Wade fishing like the Trinity. Yeah. And he was like, and we were, ca- we're ripping fish. And he goes, you do this a lot? I said, nope. I bass fish. He goes, dude, that's the gayest shit yeah. ever. I was just like, it w- all right. It's
2: funny, too, because his son is the reason he got so involved in it. And now me... My son is the reason I'm so involved in now like I'm I'm more obsessed with than my kid.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you bought a fucking insane bass boat. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna say the price, but you bought an insane bass
2: boat. Yeah, well I traded I traded in a very <laughs> yeah. nice red turn redfish boat.
1: You did, but and I respected the shit out of that. You're like, I'm I'm trading in the Bay. was it the blazer bay? Yeah, blazer bay yeah, yeah, you're like, I'm trading in the blazer bay for the skeeter. I was like, Fuck yeah. <laughs> like that got me rocked up. Yeah. But I love that you did that like well and
2: i'm super excited too because you can only wahoo fish so much during january february march live where we live when it's blowing and i ain't got shit else to do i'm gonna be at the lake i'm gonna be at the lake because
1: i can find a place to fish you can get in a cove yep if they're shallow if they're deep you can find them Mm -hmm. they will be there yeah they're they're somewhere you just have to have patience you have to know how to, you know, throw whatever rig you're going to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I was going to talk to, like, a new beginner, look, learn how to throw a crankbait. Yeah. I know guys personally that make a living off yeah. of fishing and all they do is throw a crankbait mm-hmm. and just learn how to throw one from shallow, you know, 6-inch, and then just throw one at 28-foot mm-hmm. and just all you do is reel. Just learn the difference between – hitting a piece of grass to get in a bite of fish. But it's uh, it's easy, but it's also hard. And I'm, yeah. I'm glad, like, to me, it's awesome that you picked it up and you've been messaging me, like, you've been sending me photos of your bass boat and all this shit. I'm like, I love this because yeah. you were the epitome of saltwater fishing. Yeah, I was. I was. Like, I
2: mean, that's all I grew up doing. My, my extent of my bass fishing was in a pond. Yeah. On the golf course or Stop somewhere, pond. stock pond, whatever. And then I used to go to Toledo and like even when we fished the two men. I said I have been here in twenty freaking years. When I was a kid, we used to go up here because my best friends in high school or in school, not even high school. Grandma owned a lake house on Toledo, and we'd go up and we'd catch bluegill off the pier and yeah. catfish and catch a bass. We caught a, a freaking bass on the at the lake. We we thought we were like the shit.
3: Yeah,
1: you know, and then. You fished the old two moon, got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Camped we up. had
0: some good, um, some some pretty cool moments at the two moon, man. I yeah. love that
1: you. What's great is like, I'm not. This ain't me talking trash. Like Mitchell started like fishing with me, bass fishing with me. So Porter,
0: like I, P- Porter's the reason I got into got into bass fishing. So I, mean,
1: uh, he, I started going up to the lake house and.
0: Uh, you know, had a blast doing it, and that's the reason I bass fish right now. It, and my, I
1: I showed him my way of fishing, which is mostly, like, Texas rig, crankbait, wacky worm. Yeah. That's, like, my three dominant, like, if I have three rods on the deck, that's what those three rods are going to be. But then he fished with you, who you're throwing Carolina rig, top water, and, yeah. like, frog or something like that. You know, something yeah. that I fish, but not yeah. going to be in my repertoire. Yeah.
2: And it, I it wasn't because I knew what I was doing. It was because we we pulled up. We practiced one afternoon for like what three hours, maybe. Yeah. And we caught some fish. We caught some fish on a wacky worm. And we get to the spot the next morning. We're like, we're just gonna go back where we caught fish. And our whole goal was, we wanted five fish in a live well. That's it. That's a, like
1: that's your first. That is anyone. That it, is any tournament yeah. person ever on earth if you're fishing for a million dollars if you're fishing for a hundred dollars yeah. catch your five fish
2: and we talked about it we're like if we can get five fish it's a fucking win for us because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing I'm fishing in a bay boat that I turn a tournament out of
1: a 24 foot four foot bay, bay boat with a 350 four 400
2: racing mercury on the back oh, of I, it
1: no dude I did, I did enjoy you backed me in Yeah, and I drove your boat around and my uncle Mark goes what the fuck are you driving and yeah. I was like that blazer bait down there, he goes. What is that on the back I said, Oh, it's a fucking racing four hundred on it. Yeah, and the reason I had that boat, that motor, is because I used to fish tournament
2: redfish, and we used to run a long ways, and speed was the was the winner. If you got the spot first, the quicker you got that, the more time you had to fish. But anyways, we we're like, well, we catch five, it's a win, and it is in my mind the whole time. Is like if we catch five fish, I'm gonna feel really good about this whole situation. And we ended up, we had five fish in a live well in what, like the first 40 minutes?
0: Fucking warholla had, throwing that top water had three keepers in the first 10 minutes, like back to back to so back. So we, we like, pull man. in
2: there, and we fished the afternoon, and obviously, I don't know shit about the shad spawn, but apparently it happens in the morning and at yeah. night. And we pulled in there, and there were shad. It sounded like it was raining. Yes. And I'm sitting there looking at this, and I'm like, Fucking topwater would probably crush. Yes. Probably crush. So I tied on just a white bone uh, one knocker spook, which I fish for trout and redfish every bloop, fucking bloop, time I bloop, go. Bloop, and throw it out there and literally had a blow up on the first cast. I missed it. Threw out there on the second cast and caught like a two and a half pounder. And I was like, holy shit. Next cast caught another one. Next cast caught another one. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, it was, we we got was, something going on. Bang, bang, they,
1: bang, bang. Look, all fish... They're not the same, but they all have yeah. the same instincts. And that's, like, I could, th- like, the most fish I ever caught with Doug was, like, it was, like, a March or April. I was wade fishing with them. I was like, I'm going to throw this silver uh, rattle trap that I would throw at home. Yeah. Like, at this time, yeah. like, it was this, it was, like, no. kind of cold. I was wearing, like, insulated waders, and I was ripping the same amount of fish that he was throwing a fucking, yeah. you know, yeah like they all kind of work the same they just bite different yeah the different structures well, different
2: and, and so we i think we had we caught our five quick the first day
0: yeah we were uh um, we were done pretty early that pretty morning,
2: pretty done and we were just like looking to upgrade we didn't upgrade day two we came in there and we caught one on top water maybe two yeah I,
0: the, the bite was completely different the second day
2: but in my mind i was like okay they're they're keying on chad those shad didn't go anywhere. They just sucked off of whatever structure. That, you know, they sucked off the bank because they're not spawning. So, they got to be on this point. We pulled up to this point, which we smoked them on the day before on top water.
1: And It I, also rained the day before.
2: It did. It rained. It rained. It rained. Pressure
1: like, change. There's.
2: So, I started throwing a rattle trap. Well, I caught one on a rattle trap. And then we had two fish in the live well, and it was like, okay, we, we might suck today. And then we started throwing a Carolina rig. I don't even know why we even started throwing it. You had a bunch of because uh, of you probably. Yeah. He was like, Let's
0: throw Carolinas and then he started ripping them on Carolinas. I was yeah. like, fuck, I'll time one on yeah. two. I started catching them.
2: And then we I mean we made a big run. It didn't pay off. We came back and we still had two fishing live. It was like twelve thirty. And waiting, was it three? Three o'clock. And between twelve thirty and three o'clock we caught enough. Three, and uh, three more. And then we actually cold one. Because we caught that big one right at the very, very end. We well, y'all
1: ended right. up by the camp. Yeah, right by the camp. Y'all ended up fourth overall. Yeah. Because we got third. Yeah. and I We think did second place day two. Y'all did. Yeah. Like, y'all beat us on day two. Like, because day two, me and Rance had the bullshit. We went down yeah, to where. Y'all,
2: y'all fucking motor broke, didn't you? So what happened? No, here? we. Oh, so blew a trailer it,
1: tire. Yeah, that's right. No. So. <laughs> Oh, is that after? No, we blew a trailer tire, (laughs) got our fucking boat launched, and then our fish where we were, it just, it was quick. We knew the fish weren't there. And we weren't fishing like a different depth or nothing like that. Like it was the first day we caught fish in four and a half foot. It's four and a half foot for a mile. We're on a flat. There's no, it was like the fish aren't here. We got to move like totally. We're heading back. I'm sitting on the front of the boat. I'm restringing shit because we're about to change up the way we're fishing. Sun is behind me. whole lot of shit. Rance rails into a fucking pole. Breaks our trolling motor on the boat that we're in. Snaps the head in half. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) wow. Okay, so we can't fish out of this boat. So like, we had to take the boat out, go all the way back to Polygotch, Grab, like, parked the boat, grab his boat, launch his boat, and then just went in the back, the farthest back. I was like, we're just like, we need to go somewhere we haven't been. Like, let's go new ground and let's literally just pre fish. That's when you usually do the best. So we just pre fish the back of Polygotch and ended up clutching the third place with like we didn't beat y'all day two, but we yeah. had enough to keep our third place position, yeah. but it was like new. Everything was new. I was, I was like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to restring this. I'm restringing this. I was restringing every rod as we're driving. He's driving Dan, the van and I'm just restringing shit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Fuck, it's, I do not know what to do. It's funny explain. how
2: it changes, though. Like, for us, we, we got done with day one, and we were like, okay, we got a plan. We've got it figured out. We restrung everything. We set everything up. We were like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Went to the tops, and then when the tops quit, we're going to move to this, and then we're going to go to this. And then day two came along, and nothing, nothing fu- worked. Nothing fucking worked like we thought it would.
1: No. Dude, it's, it's insane that, like, the same color won't even work, you no. know? But we also went from, like, me and Rance went from fishing deeper, clear water to, like, we just went to the shallowest, muddy water we could and caught fish. I was like, "Yeah, this is, like, I'm throwing worms, and they're sitting on top of the water because it's just ch- you hoo milk,
2: mm-hmm. like, fucking. <laughs> just floating, yeah. It's,
1: but I... I guess this whole conversation we just did, I just love that you're into it now. Yeah. So it makes me fucking amped.
2: Yeah. I'm I'm loving every second of it, man. I, I spend more time in my boat organizing a boat that's already organized than anything.
1: Yeah. yeah, you sound like Andrew Upshaw. Yeah. Every time I see Andrew, he's over there. Which we will have him on the podcast this sometime this year we're gonna have Andrew on. I just wanna pick his brain about, you know, being professional. I wanna go from everything from high school fishing to college fishing. Yeah. To the, but, like, every time I see him, he is almost restringing a rod. Yeah. And I'm like, when's your next tournament? And I'm, it won't even be three weeks away. He's just, I think he has, like, an epitome. Yeah. And, and he changes a lure. I,
2: like, I'm going to tell you something, though, that, that, so me coming from the saltwater scene to the to the bass scene, I rig my rods a little bit different than I've seen every other bass angler. I don't know if it's a good thing or if it's a bad thing yet, but so far it's been working for me. And I only have one rod that actually has fluorocarbon completely spooled on. Everything else I have is braid with a double uni and a cup, like 10, 12 feet of fluorocarbon. And so far, I mean, it's been great.
1: I've only fished one tournament with you, and you almost won it so <laughs> i can't I can't say like I don't fish like that, but also can't say it doesn't work,
2: yeah i mean so far i i've I've had success with it, and i've i
1: it, it i think the main thing for the, me so I think the main thing is though, regardless if you're throwing fluorocarbon, or if you're throwing fucking just straight up mono or braid or whatever, if you're on the fish, you're on the fish, yeah. If you know how to set the hook, mm-hmm. work the certain bait you're working, you mm-hmm. can catch fish, yeah, that's. All I can ever tell, like, because we get questions throughout the year. Like, we get right now, it's questions about duck hunting, or mm-hmm. where I answered a guy today. He said, Hey, where around Beaumont can I duck hunt? I was like, Go to Anwak. Yeah. Hunt pace track. Yep. Like, seven days a week. Seven days a week. You can hunt it. After the split, go and hunt it. Yep. Like, that's, yeah. it's it'll clutch. be good. It'll be good. Same it'll be good. The opener, anyway. Yeah. I was like, Go hunt it. I can't remember the dude's name. I, but, like, but like, people are like, what would you throw during this? I'm like, I'll just tell you what I'm throwing. Yeah. It's not the same lake. It's not the same temperature, but just, I think that's the fun
2: thing about bass fishing too, is we can all three go bass fishing three separate boats and through, do three separate techniques and all still catch fish. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. And it's, it's
2: what techniques better for the person throwing that technique.
1: uh, Like I'm saying, like I didn't throw anything but a wacky worm this past year y'all through Carolina rigs mm-hmm. and you know I was fishing four foot of water y'all fishing twelve foot of water, yeah, like it's a so the
2: the one technique that I've n- completely foreign to me, not even a saltwater technique is the drop shot, and I freaking love it on a spinning rod like it is it is but, if I need a bite, I'm pulling out that spinning rod and I'm throwing the drop the drop shot
1: that is something I've and I might need to do it with the spinner rod. I've fished drop shot before. I've caught fish mm-hmm. on drop shot, but it's not like that's like number four or five Dude, on my list on comfortability. And,
2: and me being a saltwater guy, I've always had a spin rod in my arsenal, especially red fishing. The wacky worm weightless on the spinning rod. Holy shit! That
1: that's the money.
2: It is unreal.
1: That's that's it
2: is is it's very 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 dirty.
1: That's a. That's a secret I haven't told. And i fish with him forever. Yeah. Like, literally forever. But that's, like, something I don't tell him. Yeah. I've been fishing. I keep a spinner rod with a wacky worm, weightless. hmm I throw my- At all times because you don't know what that mm-hmm. bite, the finesse. Yeah. Sometimes and- it's a literally a change of speed mm-hmm. on how to catch a bass. If I throw a regular Karata, I throw it. I don't get a bite. I throw a spinner reel. I get a bite is yeah. like it's slower.
2: Yeah, it's it's slower. And I throw my fluke on a spinner rod. I've I figured that one out too. Just because the, I don't know what it is about it, but when you throw the fluke on a spinner rod, it dives down. When you throw a spook on, I'm not a spook on I mean a fluke on a uh baitcaster. Cast. Bait baitcaster, it wants to dive out of the water. It wants to come out of the water. And I don't, I it, I just noticed that. But I don't know if it's cuz the eyes are down or what, but I've had so much success with it.
1: You know what Warhol? Um, Even though we duck hunt and fish and do all this shit together, you know the difference between me and you? What's that? I got this hoot gear on. You do. You do.
2: I've been waiting for some hoot gear.
1: Well, you might have to wait a little bit longer, but I'm telling you right now, I don't have to. (laughs) And this shit is fucking fire.
2: I tried to buy some the other day, but they were sold out. So that must mean it's really good.
1: No, it really is. Uh, This ain't a... Advertisement commercial. Like, this is actually the podcast. I'm just going to go ahead and give props. Like, up north, we hunted with the hoot gear. They have like the bu- the buho or buho, however they pronounce it. I can't read uh, <laughs> jackets and pants. And that's where I will give the hoot gear. And even people that I know that hunt with Sitka, they'll say hoot gear has the best pants for like dry weather hunting and shit like that. They're water resistant. They're warm. They're great. I
2: like the logo too.
1: Oh, the logo's dope. Yeah. And we just got these hoodies here a while back and they killed it. I love it. No, that hoodie's
0: top notch. Right. I hunted in it Sunday. It's uh, That's good. Rained on us a little bit yeah, and I was drying that
1: thing. Um, oh, and this one? Yeah. I was thought you were talking about you hunted in the big one. No, that one right
0: there. I hunted in that one on Sunday. and Yeah, you did. I don't know that those are. Advertised as water resistant or whatever, but but I, it worked. It worked, yeah. I didn't yeah. get wet. No,
1: these things are fucking awesome. I like the
2: pattern too; like fits with everything we do down here and Rob's, up north.
1: Robinson and Stephen killed it. Yeah, I, a good job. Like straight up, they killed it. I've wore this jacket all day. Loved it. It was this morning. Started out thirty eight degrees and ended up in fifty five degrees. I wore it all day. Yeah, I was warm all day. I never got hot. It's enjoyable, and I love those guys over there, and I'll support them. They did like they did their professional photo shoots this week of wearing their shit, and like Stephen wore a bay dragon hat, the same one Mitchell's oh, nice. wearing right now. Nice, those are doing some solid photos. Dude, they were great. Like they a four K quality photos going. She wearing bay dragon hat and hoot gear nice. fucking shit. Nice, love it. Also, what we're gonna talk about, Ryan. So we've talked about on previous podcasts. You have a you're a business owner, part business owner in this company called Dragon Wrap Industrial, mm-hmm. Dragon Industrial Wrap. Mm-hmm. However, you want the first lo- the first thing that pops up on every single Buy you Dragon podcast. Yeah, but you came out with something that is useful for everyone. And I'm saying everyone, me. <laughs> you came out with something that I can use. Cause I'm not a pipeline odor. I'm not a you know. I'm not some kind of big dick dude. But you have uh, at home dragon wrap.
2: Yeah. Yep.
1: Do you want to talk about it a little bit? I'm yeah. Holding it up.
2: So basically, what it is, it's our it's our what we use in the facilities and the pipelines, midstream, Exxon Mobiles, whatever. It's our water activated fiberglass wrap that you can use to fix your pipes at home or if your mailbox gets hit by the local kids and you just stand it back up you can put it back up and wrap around the the post and it'll stay up it's our uh it's our kind of like a multi-purpose wrap
1: dude it says stop leaks fast works Mm. on PVC, metal quotes all metals wood fiberglass rubber plastic piping drums tanks more very simple steps prep the surface prep the wrap wrap the surface it tells you how to do that which prepping the wrap is putting water on it
2: exactly yeah and you just you got to do some surface prep which some which it comes with the fiber i mean with the uh sandpaper yep gloves a rag and then on the back there's a qr code you can scan it and you see my handsome self showing you how to wrap
1: is that the one that matt did yeah it is Yeah. yeah yeah so look Guys that are watching this, girls that are watching this, whatever the fuck you want to be. Look, I am not the person to go behind something that I'm not going to use. I swear to God I'm going to use this this week because I've had a piece of pipe, PVC pipe, that's been broken since last year. I just have two different wells, so I've been running off a different well. I'm going to use this this week on some PVC pipe that's been broken since last year. I'm going to wrap it up. Then I'm going to go ahead and insulate it for this coming winter because it's been almost a whole year since I haven't used that piping. And I'm going to be fine. Yep. Like This is something that I will use.
2: I I actually so I, I had some in my truck for y'all. I've had like for a while. A, well, I had four of them in my truck. You got three tonight because when I went to the, the deer lease this past week, I pulled in naturally there's a water leak got it and so i dug it up used one of the kits i was going to give y'all wrapped it let it i shut the water off wrapped it let it cure turn the water back on fixed Work's i didn't, I didn't have to cut nothing out it took me five minutes to wrap it i let it sit for an hour turn the water back on look ball game
1: you can't look. beat that and is that video that matthew posted of you online like on YouTube, yeah, it's on YouTube. Yeah. Okay, so
2: it's a drag. It's under Dragon Home Solutions.
1: If you go to Dragon Home Solutions, you can see a video already pre yep. prepared, and I've seen it, and it's legit. Like they drill a hole in some PVC pipe, they put this on it, like they're running water through it. Seals it works. Yep. Me and Mitchell are gonna do a video here soon. Could be tomorrow. Could be next week. I'm gonna take a fucking Sawzall to a fucking piece of pipe that has water running through it. Wrap it up. Start it back. Like, this yeah. shit is for real. Yeah. For real, for real. That I'm- as, long,
2: as long as you can turn the water off, which any home, you could turn your water off at either if it's a well, you turn off the well, or if it's city let water, it, you turn it off at the road.
1: Let it cure.
2: You got to turn the water off. It can still have, like, some water coming out as long as it doesn't have pressure. It's, it's water activated, so water helps it wrap it. You got to let it cure. You can't just wrap it and five minutes later turn the water back on. You got to let it yeah. sit, and it depends on the temperature outside. If it's cold, it's going to take longer to cure. But you just got to go out there and touch it and feel it. You'll know when it's cured. It's going to be hard as a rock. Yeah, turn the water back on.
1: And done. Like, dude, I've seen it. I've seen it in action. I just i I have the perfect. Like I had a pipe straight up fucking blow up last year. And I've been like, when you told me you're going to give me one of these, I was yeah. like, perfect. I'm about to use that to fix all of my problems. Yeah. It will I know it will physically work. Like I am perfectly fine with it's it. It's the
2: same technology we use every day, day in, day out, seven days a week to fix the problems with pipes in petrochemical facilities. Yeah. Across the country. We even do it in Africa, oh, South cool. America,
1: Speaking of South America, Africa, so getting off the duck hunting and shit like that, you've done a little bit of deer hunting this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've shot anything, but you, uh, so last few podcasts ago, we talked about you going down to South Africa mm-hmm. and hunt. Yep. You had one of the guys, I from had South my, Africa. my
2: professional hunter, Martin Nipier. That's how you say his last name. He came up and he got to go hunting in Texas and sat in a bow blind over a feeder and thought it was the coolest fucking thing ever because he used to watch it on ESPN when he was a kid and sitting in a bow blind and hunting whitetails is what was all on TV. And, and he got to do it. Yeah, he got to do it. He borrowed my bow, took it and shot it, learned, you know, how it shot and kind of figured out it wasn't quite right for him, but he figured out how to compensate. He ended up killing two very nice old bucks with my boat
0: that's awesome
2: so yeah he, No, it was awesome yeah man. it was awesome it was a really great time he him and his girlfriend came down and we had an absolute time and he's also a, a very 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 talented musician oh wow plays guitar sings country music and was in a country music man in south africa with his dad i'd actually like rants to meet him and they they would actually really enjoy each other because both them you know play guitar and sing and whatnot and um I got to bring him a Luke and Bach and you'd have thought I brought him to Disney fucking world. I mean, he thought it was the coolest fucking thing ever.
1: Well, he probably, I mean the most, probably one of the most renowned songs ever for country yeah. music is.
2: Let's go. To
1: and Mark, Texas. Yeah. Oh like, no. So yeah.
2: He's so he was eating it up, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was awesome. It was really fun. He, um, and I got some videos. I'll send you the videos and y'all can share them if you want to of, of us tracking one of his deer that he shot and him just being like so appreciative and it's nothing special. It's like 110 inch 8 point.
1: After like, he yeah. watched you shoot 1130 yards <laughs> yeah. on a fucking yeah uh,
2: on no, no, uh, a Bach, Bach, Bach was along yeah, yeah. Eeland, I shot Elon at 820 uh, after I shot all these freaking animals that I would never dreamed that I'd ever get to kill. Like, just this stuff. It was the same for me. I used to watch Africa hunting on TV and I always wanted to go and I got to go and I thought it was the coolest thing ever and he got to come over here and whitetail hunt. And,
1: but, and I guess that's, that's dude, we, we take shit for granted mm-hmm. but also they take shit for granted. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. like he sees Elon, he sees yeah. Gensbach and Jim Spock and all these different bucks and yeah. all this shit. The only thing he doesn't get is Shiner buck, And we're over here <laughs> shooting whitetail Yeah. Neil guy, Axis. Shit he doesn't get yeah. to see. No, oh, yeah. He thought it was the coolest. So he thought it was cool as thing bug. ever. Yeah. So I respect I respect it whenever someone comes from somewhere yeah. else. And it's like, dude, I love
2: this. And I, I'm actually, I just booked my flight back. I go back in February. Going so for round two? I am going Cape Buffalo hunting. And then after I shoot a Cape Buffalo, if I shoot a Cape Buffalo, I will shoot some other shit, things. Hell, yeah. So, that's awesome, going? man. The end of February. Yep, I'm going the last week of February, and I'm super jacked about it.
1: Like That's gonna be nice. January twenty third, twenty fourth, twenty fifth.
2: What will be there the twentieth through <laughs> twenty ninth.
1: I need to talk to my wife.
2: Yeah, you ought to come. I might. You, you ought to me. come. It's it's um it's 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 a very it's actually affordable, like we talked about prior. Yeah. And it's a very um, unique experience that everybody at least needs to try once in their life.
1: I would like to do it. I would like to do it. And I really don't even have to shoot anything. Like, and I mean, I'm saying this like, dude, if I could just be there for it, mm-hmm. dude, I'll bring Mitchell or Matthew's camera and just. Sit behind you and film. Like, oh, that would be so... I've,
2: I've already uh, paid the vid- videographer. Oh. yeah, Like I did on the last one. Yeah, I'm super excited about that. It's going to be over my shoulder the whole time, so...
1: That's yeah. cool. You get yeah. to
0: document the whole experience. Yep. That's what I like about doing what we do. Try to document as much as we can, because when we get old, man, you know, no, I would like to look man. back and say, man, you know, show my son, you know, this is what we used to do. And, 100%. The, this you know, the
2: pictures that y'all got on Saturday... And and, yes, and Sunday, I mean, it was, holy shit. Epic, epic. epic. Yeah,
0: epic photos, epic uh,
1: hunts. Just that's, great times, man. That's where I'll give Mitchell and Matthew, like, the utmost credit, respect. Like, if you've watched any of our last couple of videos, uh, like that video Mitchell posted yesterday on the Bite Dragons. And this is... I don't want to lie to y'all, so today is... What is today? 20- 27th. So the 26th. The 26th of November, Mitchell posted a video that was just dumb. It was solid, yeah. man. It was solid. Like, that was a fantastic fucking video. Go back to the Bayou Dragons if you watched this, you haven't seen it. Go back to November 26th and just watch that video. Mm-hmm. Like, that that video was awesome, dude.
0: Yeah. And Matt took some of those clips, too. But, uh, yeah. yeah, dude, it was it's great. And just being able to... Have the opportunity to do that. It's just, it's jam up, man. I enjoy it. I soak oh. it in and I don't I mean, take it for granted, you know.
2: Just off Saturday and Sunday, you could make a 30-minute video. Oh, yeah, if you of, wanted of to. Of what y'all took. Yeah. Video, I mean, picture-wise and video-wise, like, stupid. But
0: the thing is, like, on those hunts, like, I did not have my camera out that much. Yeah. Like, it was yeah. just, like, I was fucking shooting. Yeah. You know? it was, like, I only had it out a little bit and yeah. I was still able to get all that badass yeah. stuff. So. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: No, it was a great hunt uh i had a great hunt with world this week we have another well we have the whole second half Mm -hmm. going for us we're gonna have the winners of the uh the drawing the drawing will be out
2: that's gonna be fun
1: we're gonna gonna you know we'll post the winners of the drawings whenever we start hunting with them yeah they you know
2: they're only gonna get a hunt with two people yeah, you know, but yeah. everybody will be there at the lodge and yeah, we'll get to will, hang out yeah. the lodge.
1: Yeah, and then, no, no. Whenever they hunt, yeah. we're gonna send like Matthew or Metro with them so mm-hmm. they can film. Yeah. Like, like one of us is gonna sit out, which is fine with me. I'll just yeah, sit at the I'm lodge. Percent fine. i sitting at the lodge. Well, you'll probably be videoing. <laughs> you'll probably be there. Like, I'll probably be the one sitting at the lodge, which is fine with me. I mean, I'll sit there and have fucking steaks ready if we need to. <laughs> It's, like, gonna a good it's gonna time, be. A yeah. It's gonna be a great weekend. It's gonna be a great weekend. Good time. We um, already have the winners picked out. They're gonna be, you know. It's gonna be a good time. Yep. Everybody will figure out yep. whenever we do it. We're gonna do it a little bit different because you know we're outlaws.
2: It's gonna be a, a an eye opening experience too, if, especially if somebody from out of state draws it, because they're gonna get to shoot stuff that they haven't got to shoot. You know. Yeah. And hopefully. Rance will show up with a guitar.
1: Dude, I am, I'm not going to say 100%, but I am 98% sure yeah. I can tell that motherfucker be like, hey, dude, come by. Come by. Just for a little bit. Sit come play by. The some fire. Yeah, dude. Everybody will enjoy it. Like, even the, the other guys. Even in their groups. Yeah. The other groups, there, yeah. other guides that yeah. are there, they'll be like, you know, we have professional Texas country music playing. You know, we're cooking food, Mm -hmm. we're hanging out. It's gonna be a whole experience for everybody that is present. Yeah. So I like it's not just gonna be for just them, like we didn't want to do this just for somebody else. Like Mm -hmm. we're gonna enjoy the whole situation too. Yeah. So yeah. Like it's not like something that we get to do all the time. Like we're inviting two people for a two day duck hunt for like shit that yeah, all you know, all of us get to cherish. When, so it's not—it's not,
2: it's gonna be really cool because we don't know who who's gonna get drawn, and we're gonna make probably make two new friends. Maybe, maybe. Hopefully, maybe. they're not assholes. We'll see.
1: <laughs> maybe they're not yeah. assholes. Maybe they're hot. Maybe they might,
2: might be huge dickheads. Who knows?
1: Who knows? That's fine. That's <laughs> I'm not gonna say that's fine, but. Yeah. I don't we'll think see. any. I really don't think anyone that bought a I,
2: ticket. I would. I was about to say. I think with the following that y'all have, it, you're you're gonna get a genuinely good person.
1: Yeah. Anyone that bought a ticket is not gonna be a cocksucker. Yeah. Really. Like because they wouldn't have bought a ticket if they didn't like us or mm-hmm. want yeah. to enjoy right, it, right, something yeah.
0: like that. Definitely someone who is, wants to be around and it likes the outdoors. So it's gonna be fun.
1: But absolutely. No, uh, this has been a. I will tell you this; it's been a very good podcast, Ryan. Hands down, that's been our most like, hand, like talk about hunting and fishing podcasts. Yeah. This has been the mecca of all of them. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying like we usually we bullshit about this. We'll talk about yeah, this, yeah. but like this was predominantly a fishing and hunting fo- podcast, 100%. and I mean that's what we're about. Yeah, I just I like to hit every aspect of it, and I hope know our listeners and people that follow us enjoy yeah. it. i know majority will um
2: absolutely I, I will say one thing though um and and i'm not sponsored i'm not anything but i want to plug them sure shot game calls and red bone game calls wow especially true. like just this, this weekend blowing the instant one and blowing that red bone spec call really 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 impressive and um I just, I've always grown up blowing them and using those duck calls, but man, especially going to the shop there in Beaumont and actually sitting down and like getting to test each one out and, and talking with everybody, I, I really, wow, I just the 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 way they do their calls now and the way they sell them is is, well, leaps and bounds better than what it used
1: to be. Swamp Saker, yeah, yeah, Swamp Saker, Andrew Austin, and I, that I, shit.
2: I walked in there and I wanted a new Red Bone spec call, and Andrew's like, I have one in the back I've been working on. And I picked it up and I blew it one time. I was like, I, I'm I have to have this call. And he's like, oh, this, it was mine, but you can have it. And I had to end up no. buying it. But
1: yeah, he's good, man. He's really good. I'm glad that he got partnered with Jay. I like what they've been doing over there. Yeah,
2: like, no, the shop's cool as shit. That's the first time I walked in. It was right before like, season. I was like, ooh, I really like this.
1: Like we're we yeah. we have no. And I've I've never
2: like. Pers- I mean, I knew Jay. Like, we played. Ba- we both graduated. We graduated high school at the same time. We played baseball together against each other, not together. Um, he hit a home run on me at one point that I don't think has fucking landed yet. Like back no, in two thousand fucking three,
1: still flying or four.
2: But uh, I know his his wife Hannah real well because we went to high school together. Yeah. And um, I, I'm really glad somebody that I semi know bought the company and and is is no. putting it revamping yeah it. revamping it and actually doing no, very I, well with I it
1: I truly respect it he messaged us when he first started and told us his plan with it, it look like we don't have like some kind of written contract with sure shot or nothing yeah. like that like dude you do it we'll back you up because yeah. you're local well I mean like I said He's I'm not good.
2: I'm not sponsored by him or anything I have no reasonable other calls I've got a 650 a Jensen 1-2 and, and a Redbone on my lanyard right now
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah man, good calls man
1: they have good calls. You can check them out. Sure shot. Check our boys out at Hunt Hoot, though. I'm not saying they pay us money either, but Hunt Hoot Camo. Yeah. They have some dope-ass shit.
2: And the it, Agitator? Animator. a animator. Oh, animator. Yeah. Dude, there's a, bunch,
1: there's a bunch of shit that I just want to put my name on. Yeah. Even though my name's not technically on it, but, dude, the Animator is – the truth. So,
2: and we we didn't even touch on this. Sunday when we hunted, and then they brought the animators. It was blowing. Wind was blowing 15, 20 out of the north. Yeah. Even with that wind, there was ripples in the water. But the sound. I don't know how to explain the sound. It sounds like ducks messing around on the water, like flapping their wings, running on the water, even whatever. Even with the wind. Even with the wind was very noticeable. And... I would say 80 to 90% of our birds tried to decoy on top of the animators. Yeah. And we had a very, very nice spread. Majority of our decoys were north of the animators, but the ducks tried to go on the animators almost yeah. every time.
1: Yeah. Well, look. It's impressive. Check them out. Um, those guys are the truth. They're all the guys that I've met over at the animators and – Bluebird Waterfowl. They've been awesome.
2: Yeah. Have, Every they, single they
1: one have, of them been awesome. It's a very cool
2: product. No. Yeah, it's the first time I've been around it. It's a very cool product.
1: That's what I will say the Bay Dragons have been putting themselves around shit that works. Shit that works. Like uh, yeah. that's why I put my dude I'll put my name on this Hunt Hoot because it's different. It's unique. I mean it's this whole thing is Owl Feathers. This camo. Dope. The animator. The noises makes the if it's a calm ass day the splash it makes yeah. like you're getting movement on the water from it your sure shot game calls like yeah dude you can have the whole per- perfect package with shit that we've yeah you know quality man we associate ourselves with quality products that
0: that perform and that work
1: I d- I don't want to put my name behind something that doesn't work absolutely not that's why we're gonna put our name Ryan behind this <laughs> <laughs> Dragon Industrial Wrap this at home home solution. You can
2: find it on Amazon.
1: Hell yeah. I dropped it and I didn't even
2: Yeah. You can't matter. break it. You so it's okay. It. No, it's on Amazon. It's live. You can buy it on Amazon right now.
1: So look for the cold weather, everybody getting ready for that. You yeah. have a home leak, buy this. It has step by step instructions. Yeah,
2: and it has a like a six year shelf life. So if you as long as you leave it in your side your house this put it in the top of your cabinet or or, or if you got a, like a home improvement drawer or whatever you stick it in there, it's going to be fine. As long as it's like room temperature.
1: I'm telling you right now, and there's no lie. Like if I'm lying, I'm dying. I'm using it. this a week because I got a fucking leak at my house from last year that I yeah. just swapped wells. I literally swapped wells just so I w- just haven't fixed it. Cause I've been a lazy piece of shit. I'm going to go fix it with this. I'm going to go swap back to Motherwell. Yeah. So, y'all need to check this out. The shit's for real. Well, we appreciate everyone tuning in. And uh,
0: we'll try to pump out another episode before the second split. But we're probably going to have a pretty uh, busy second split. We're going to be hunting as much as we can. But uh, appreciate everyone hanging out, listening to us.
3: And we will see y'all on the next episode. Thank y'all, yeah. everyone.
2: Been fun.